Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, which, and I always want to emphasize this, it is just not only a daily report, okay? Uh, It is really a knowledge platform uh, from which we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics, yes, through our reports, but also these podcasts webinars, and a live events. And hopefully in the fall, we'll be getting back to some of those. <clears throat> so along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who is a professor at FIT and Syracuse University as well, uh, we welcome you to our weekly podcast, which is coming from <laughs> the Robin Report Nest, <laughs> our recording studios. Uh, And the topic today is Nike's innovation flywheel fuels transformation. So Shelly, let's start with a little context here. Um, Nike announced their consumer direct acceleration or CDA last year, uh, which is the digitally empowered aspect of its direct to consumer business. You know, back in 2017, Nike developed a strategy called consumer direct offense to focus more of its resources on uh, direct-to-consumer. And the CDA, Consumer Direct Acceleration, from a Nike press release says, it is focused on a more premium, consistent, and seamless consumer experience across Nike's own and strategic partner ecosystem, unifying investments in an end-to-end technology foundation to accelerate uh, our digital transformation. It's a mouthful, but it says a lot. Um, you know, their, their direct-to-consumer, which had grown to, uh, to 37% of their business over the last 10 years, now totaling over 16 billion dollars of their roughly $45 billion in total revenues. And by the way, uh, competitors Adidas uh, made $23 billion last year and Under Armour about $4.5 billion. My my reason for this backdrop is that Nike is clearly the king of the hill, right? And in most international markets as well. And do you know why? Shelly does. One word. And by the way, for you who are old enough to remember uh, Dustin Hoffman movie in 1984, uh, the, the professor whispered in his ear, uh, there's one word going forward, right? And the word was plastics. <laughs> so it's not that. The one word is the consumer, okay? Their intense focus on the consumer. And now through its end-to-end technology and data analytics has enabled the brand to drill down, right down to the very DNA of every single consumer in every market, big or small, urban or suburban. And this is why they are accelerating their direct-to-consumer business simply because they can. They my gosh, they they bring the buzzwords localization and even personalization to life. 
and they're doing it, doing it in real time. It's not just some vision in an analyst meeting, <laughs> right, Shelley? Right. And, and, you know, and they're doing it on the ground in Nike stores created to absolutely satisfy uh, the experiential dreams, yeah, of the local and neighborhood consumers, as well as online. And all of this is not hyperbole. And it's a reason we're talking about Nike Day because it's, it's phenomenal. And it's working so well uh, that they dropped Amazon as a partner and other major sporting goods retailers. Why? Because they, those other partners could not, or no, Nike could not control either the products or the experience. Uh, and that, they find that's vital and that's driving a lot of their direct to consumer business. And not so incidentally, by the way, with a direct to consumer model, brands obviously make more money. They're not sharing in the revenue or the profits with their retail partners. So Nike's competitors are also trying to copy what they're doing, but they're, they're woefully behind. Um, even though 58% of Nike's business is still wholesale, they are rapidly shifting to direct to consumer. And some estimates have many of the mall-based retailers that, that are selling Nike uh, they're doing 70 to 75% of their total business with the brand. So think about that. They lose Nike and, uh, you know, it could put them out of business. So Shelly, uh, their relatively new CEO, John Donahoe, I'm not sure when he came on board. When was that? A couple of years ago or what? That's right, Robin. He took the helm last year in early 2020 but had previously worked on the board for Nike since 2014. Well, <laughs> he, he's the big guy behind the whole D to C, you know, direct to consumer strategy. You know, I know, I know, yeah, I knew that he comes from um, eBay. Yes. Anyway. Um, so yeah, seems like it was yesterday. Anyway, their strategy starts with digital and Nike's owned stores. Okay. Uh, and while that is not unique per se, but how Nike does it is unique. After experimenting with uh, digitally connected store concepts like Nike Live and House of Innovation, they are now planning 200 small format stores in the same model as Nike Live. So um, this is this is new. Shelley, can you give us a little more detail on? on what Nike Live looks like? Yeah, no, I certainly will. But a couple things I want to comment on. First, Robin, uh, thanks so much on the context here. Um, yeah. One thing I will say, I have to say this, is that the reason that Nike dropped Amazon and those other major sporting goods is simple, because it could. Yeah. It's not simple, right? Um, yeah. And before I go on to talk a little bit about the Nike Live, um, let me give you a little tutorial because I like to do that on this whole idea of digital being digitally connected because I think it's important to really understand what we're talking about here. So this you know, strategy for Nike that spells out end-to-end -end technology across all ecosystems means that software, hardware, all elements of technology are deployed across all the various businesses. So if you think about this for a minute and you understand the many variables that would be required to be connected, the 
all the different businesses that have to be connected across all its platforms, it's really a monumental task and what I would consider to be true digital transformation. So a good example is Nike's world-class app. You can hook up with runners around the world. You can share recipes, get training on routines and advice, get styling tips. And also while you're shopping in a store, you can look up product information. So it's really robust. Yeah, incredible. So, so Robin, you know, when we talk about Nike Live at its heart, it's really Nike's strategy for its various channels to be localized. For example, its Nike Live stores are focused on housing a localized merchandise assortment to best suit those geographic areas that they're in. And then its wholesale partners at the same time receive different product depending on what type of consumers they serve. So Nordstrom's, for example, is a completely different consumer than Dick's Sporting Goods or Foot Locker. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, so um, another thing, I also know that they identify, you know, multiple touch points in the consumer journey, which you kind of you kind of just touched on a minute ago, and they're collecting data uh, that's necessary to knit knit it all together, you know, kind of driving uh, the connection um, all the way from the beginning of the journey to the connection in the store, right? right. Also, um, Nike's new locations, um, mainly off mall and in more local communities, um, they uh, will help compensate for the closing of wholesale doors by providing a place for shoppers to see products. And they also help build community uh, with their loyal customers, kind of in the same way many direct-to-consumer brands view their stores as marketing channels, which are much more than just revenue opportunities. Uh, Nike's clearly betting that, that the consumer is going to either shop digitally or closer to home. <laughs> I guess agreeing with my own crazy <laughs> mantra about the future being full of smaller neighborhood, localized experiential stores. And by the way, they plan um, medium term to become a 50% digital business. So Shelly, um, give us a little more on Nike Live in terms of, of the products and so forth. Sure, so Nike Live is about curating product assortment that reflects the regional trends in the areas where the stores are located. And Nike Live, like its other formats, it relies on robust data analytics and the ability to connect the digital and the physical. So they're collecting a lot of information from consumers that live in those regional markets, and then they can cater you know, product assortments to those likes of their you know, core target market. And they use merchandising, marketing, and store experience. All those fu functions and factors, everything that you see, all those consumer touch points, they're all reflective of the specific geographic area. Yeah, this is, you know, it is amazing. You know, we talked about Target doing their small neighborhood formats on college campuses and so forth. And, um, you know, Walmart's still testing around. It, but it is going to be a big part of the future. Nike's big enough and they're, they're executing it so successfully that it, I, believe it's, I believe it is going to be a future landscape. Yeah, I do too. So, yeah. And, and 
So Nike Rise is their newest concept, right, Shelley? Being it's being launched in China. Right. Uh, maybe you, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what the twist in that being different uh, than Nike Live. And while you're at it, also fill us in on the Nike House of Innovation. Sure. So Nike Rise, it's really exciting. It's a store concept that responds to the pulse of sporting in a member city. So curating one-to-one personalized shopping journey that is connecting consumers in that market to sports in that market, to communities in that market, and to one another. And using insights, so using, again, data and analytics, um, what Nike does is they're collecting information from their members, and then they then respond to real-time sports moments in the city, for example, right? Or data will power the complete consumer experience in Nike Rise. So it's all, you know, transformational. It's like a whole experience that consumers get to experience. Um, so Nike members engage with the Nike app while they're in the store. So they can see and feel the flows throughout the shopping journey and also connect digitally at the same time as they're literally in the store. So they piloted this in the city of Guangzhou, China, and the Nike experiences will connect city members to weekly sport-minded activations designed to get them moving. Members can also gain access to in-store workshops that are happening and events hosted by the city's network of athletes and experts and sports influencers. And another fun key um, element for the store concept in China is it's using Nike Fit technology. So shoppers can get their feet scanned by a store athlete to find the best fit of any footwear in any style. So, you know, getting the right fit in a shoe is just so important. And once you have that fit, you're, you're there for life. You're a lifetime loyal member, right? Um, and then preferred sizes can be stored in the member profiles so that after they leave the store, if they're shopping online or they're shopping with the app, they have all that information at their fingertips. Nike House of Innovation is really about showcasing the stories behind the designs and the experience, uh, the innovations behind the Nike brand. So going through a Nike House of Innovation is an experience that's really meant to evoke creativity and inspiration. So there's, for example, there's a customization lab where customers can customize their shoes, either existing shoes that they own or new shoes. They have um, media clips all around the store that show photos of Nike athletes and new products that are coming in. Um, This is shown on a loop uh, for shoppers. And then the one in Paris, which just opened up last year, is just an amazing immersion experience of retail um, that I haven't seen a lot in our industry. And some of the fun things in the Paris store is you have bra fit, so you can get the right fitting bras, um, kids pod. And of course, they are again focused on this digital acceleration. So connecting the app to the in-store experience. Um, And lastly, the one in Paris is supposed to be an enhanced sustainable design store. So Robin, essentially across all its platforms, Nike goes beyond simply connecting (coughs) online to offline data. It's, It's not just connecting 
online shopping apps and physical store shopping visits. But what it, Nike does differently than others, it brings the consumer into the mix. So they're taking feedback from its members, its customers, and right. building products, designing stores, you know, designing app functions by taking into consideration the needs of the target market. So this is really true end-to-end technology, digital transformation. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's almost as though Nike is electronically connected <laughs> to each and every one of their consumers from the start of the shopping journey all the way through to the store and the end of it. It is truly amazing. And this is an incredible educational subtopic for our audience and the entire industry, for what they're doing. And Shelly, I, I guess I can't think of a more appropriate closing statement than Nike's own slogan, there is no finish line, and they meant it. The race never ends. And for them, it's so true. I mean, they never stop innovating. And of course, their fuel, their, their inspiration is each and every one of their consumers, their loyal consumers. So, you know, while others talk the talk and don't walk the walk, Nike races ahead, right? That's right, Robin. And, you know, Nike isn't about a strategy, like one strategy. They're about this flywheel of innovation that's in constant motion. So agree with you on that. There is no finish line. So with that, I want to thank our listeners. You can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please feel free to follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And, you know, um, as I do every week, I urge everybody in our audience and who's listening to us that if you've got major topics that you've been thinking about and ruminating over for a long time, or even a short time, um, and you would like us to cover those topics, uh, just email me, robin at therobinreport.com. And I want to thank you once again uh, for joining us today.